0: be like you used to just be able to take those words when you realize what they were saying just on paper without like all the extra bravado and it'd be mm-hmm. some beautiful shit
1: I'm listening mm-hmm. to Brent Fires, Weekend, Gideon, SZA like these are lyrics that hit and I'm like philosophical yes. I'm like fuck this moment happened to me but it's it's not 90s shit and
2: it's definitely not the 70s shit it's not subtle fuzzy wuzzy hopeless no. romantic you cheated on me it.
1: with my best friend and i'm waiting but, up for you and be- or even if it might be
0: like some toxic shit like have that love or that compassion that humanity in there other than just catchy and romantic ways of i fucked your bitch my
2: your bitch fucked mine you-? you know what i'm saying when i think about my parents they had a lot of stuff going on in their relationship i'm sure but it wasn't politically correct to talk about it The temptations, everything was lovey-dovey because you didn't talk about your relationship business to that degree in public. And then the generations of truth came along. And so I'm not just going to sing about how cool we are together. I'm going to tell the truth and I'm going to sing about what's real, about the fact that we fought, about the fact that one of us cheated, about the fact that somebody got lied to. If you're talking about a difficult relationship, there'll probably be something in there that I can relate to. So that's going to be the song I play over and over and over because that song about a cheating ass who else makes me feel seen. Sierra singing, whatever she ain't singing, it's cool for me to dance to when I'm in a better mood. But when I need to feel something in here, I need somebody that's gonna sing about the truth. I don't wanna hear no lovey-dovey, cuz. It's a red flag.
3: Yeah, man, let's get right into it. Welcome to Waving the Red Flag, uh, the number one philosophy, self-actualization, and neuropathology podcast in the world. Um, big facts please don't please don't fact check that um, our credentials <laughs> will not stand up to scrutiny so tonight we got alvin we got um edward button Overgold, um josh coming through excellent sweater you just yes, raised the, the style game every single time you know you know so i'm just trying to if style
0: was insolent i'm just trying to be like you baby you know what i mean
3: you look yeah. nice 100 percent. my god Last real nigga in Hollywood, everyone. Last real nigga in Hollywood. <laughs> and tonight, <laughs> we have a very special guest. Cousin Pound, coming through. Hey,
2: hey, hey, hey. Hey, what's up?
3: Let's take a walk. Always a, a pleasure.
2: walk. Around the bar, <laughs> at the dot. Y'all know people like actually call me that. Can you sing sing? Mm-hmm. Oh, you shit. can tell. I'll- yeah, I, was yeah, no,
1: I can tell was back she, was when hitting, you just, <laughs> she was hitting notes just there for no reason. Why yeah, you singing for That's how, how I, how I met Christian. Yeah.
2: Oh, Christian and I used to oh, sing together. Oh, shit. Oh, that's actually mm-hmm. cool. Christian. That's, that's the how, how we met. Cool. Saying, yeah. That is how we met. But yeah, people mm. call me Jill Scott. Like, they tell me all the time, you look just, just like, Jill Scott, you look just like. Like, I have people who see me out in public and will say, Jill, and I'll turn around because I know they are talking to me.
1: You should use that. I feel like you can make some profit some type of way. I need, I
2: need it in my bank account. You
1: can, hey, look, like start selling autographs, you know? I right. Know you,
2: you're right. I, do autographs mm-hmm. even count anymore?
1: I feel like you would get people to pay you 50 bucks for a selfie at least.
2: They do? Okay. Because mm-hmm. I know yeah. when I was growing up, I'm a whole lot older, but when I was growing up, mm-hmm. it, like having somebody's signature on something was a big How deal. But know. now that everything's a smartphone, you know, people want a picture or right. something. Mm-hmm. You, I didn't know You can know know definitely that.
1: sell sell some selfies. People's Instagrams people's would we'll be looking crazy like, who? who is this person that you took a picture with? That's not that is not Jill That's Scott. I'm sorry, Tried <laughs> it. they got Jill tagged in the photo and shit. Right. This, you right?
2: <laughs> Tried it,
0: but no, I can see, I can definitely see like Pam and Christian on a drunken night singing fire and desire to each other. Oh, now, I would not be surprised if y'all have done that. Y'all did that before, we, didn't
2: We have videos, we used to do this thing. Okay. We used to do this thing because we sing so much around the house. We used to do this thing when we first got married where we would like turn the camera on and we would pick a song and we would sing it horribly and record it and we would be mm. cracking <laughs> up at how horrible the notes were. And I'm I'm better at singing off key than him, so I will completely fuck a song up. And I'll do it with a straight face. Mm, oh I'll man. do it with a straight oh. face, I'm completely <laughs> off key. That should sound really I just want to gift.
0: remember in one of these things.
2: Yeah, it's That's a true. gift to be able to sing a whole song off key is a gift. And I can put vibrato with it. So I can Ooh. make it sound like. What's vibrato? The little shake in your voice? Uh, mm. uh, the, uh, you know, how's it go? Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> <yeah>. oh. <laughs>
0: the doing the runs
3: and everything. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. And the choir rehearsal no. voice, you
3: know. Mm-hmm. No, man. It, I'm it, just it. laughing at I'm just laughing at Eddie unleashing his inner um Tezande over here with his um, oh, Yeah. gotta do it to him, gotta do
1: it to him. Man, yo, de- dead ass. I had somebody come up to me re- recently, like some kids come up to me recently, and when somebody says I look like somebody, I don't mind it. So I I find all of it irritating, but like I don't mind it that much. But what was fucking me up is they didn't they didn't think I looked like somebody. They thought I was someone cuz they were nervous. Like they were like, "Hey, excuse me, but Mr. like are you Bruno Mars?" And I was like, "Man, get the fuck out of my face." <laughs> <laughs> are you? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I don't want to be rude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a
2: busy I know you're busy. I know
1: you're busy. <laughs>
2: Listen, <laughs> and I, was and I like, immediately started come singing. Come <laughs> immediately, <laughs> what so were you like, like?
3: What were you wearing you know to give crazy? them that impression? Were you wearing like a fucking just, Versace shirt and like a nah.
2: Cuban link? Did you have I a was, mustache? <laughs> like, I was you...
1: no, I didn't. But like when I look back at the shirt I was wearing at the time, it was it was that you you you, you know this shirt that I've got. It's like. It's like a sort of like an orangey brown with like stripes to go down here and like a like a grandfather collar. I know I had a fucking that and chapter. like a like a gold oh, chain on. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm dressed like, like a chapter of bro. One hundred percent, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. If you I'm if you, like you don't shave, yeah.
3: you wearing that. Yeah. You wearing that situation. If you don't and shave, I have sunglasses days. on
1: too. I suck like that. Oh, him. God. They, you, God. Were you, got, you got yeah, motherfucker. You, you, you got, got a. Proto. I had a ukulele <laughs> for some reason. I was, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you, All you had
3: bro- to do was, like, just bust a little dance. He movie. was wearing a fedora. He was wearing a yeah, braille yeah. hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: <Yo. laughs> no, Am I not dripping the finesse? Yeah, <laughs> the, only, <laughs> the only thing that was fucking me up is, like, I was like, why would I be in public with it? Like, we were we were not in a place that Bruno Mars would be. Like, the rest of it, fair enough. Like, maybe I was a Bruno Mars impersonator. But where we were at, like, and I, there's no, unless they, you know what? Maybe they thought that the things I was with were my security. Because now that I think about it, the dudes that I was with were, like, technically, like, they were larger, I guess. So, I, now, in hindsight, you know what? I think all of the, oh. that, the signs were there. That's on that's me.
3: Also, man, like Bruno seemed like you catch him on the, like bike, be in on the right, places. yeah, on the right cocaine. Yeah, he like he tried. might just like make it happen. Like <laughs> he oh, might man, be in the so streets. True. He <laughs> might be. Why is he like, at this
1: McDonald's, McDonald's, McDonald's right man, now? He man. could be. Yeah, he might get. You don't believe it? Just watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. I see now. I can't unsee it.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Nah, when I had the Florida yeah. dress, it was, it was the weekend all the time. That's oh just awesome. man! Wow. Nah, it
0: was Max. It was Max. Oh no! When
1: I had when I true when I had when I had a.
3: When I had a yeah, when you have the hair, it hair it was, yeah, it, it
1: it was definitely lots of Maxwell's, and you know, yeah, we, you know what's up, we know Thomas. Yes, yeah.
3: and you <laughs> don't anyway. look like Maxwell. It was just the you don't look like Maxwell, like facially, uh, like he has much stronger features nah. than you do. Yeah, you but, don't look yeah. like I think he him.
2: looks much, much, much more Puerto Rican, <laughs> mm, <laughs> mm, which I oh, yeah, realized a yeah.
1: more is like, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah he is puerto rican he's part puerto rican Ooh, puerto rican and black oh. is
2: yeah maxwell's dad was puerto rican oh wait Maxwell. everybody's
1: puerto rican okay yeah. everybody's everybody's if
0: ever you learn for the love of me you know what i'm saying whenever wherever whatever
2: yeah. yes come on josh you know on, josh. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, know, you know could actually I'm... take that and do it at a at a spoken word just because of the words to that song mm-hmm. They don't, you don't have to sing that. You could write that on a piece of paper and pass that to somebody that you are uh, interested in. Listen. That's one
0: thing That's one thing I really miss about R&B. Mm. Again, Daniel Caesar album, poetry. Like you could just say the lyrics and it's just profound. Just beautiful, deep shit, whatever. But mm-hmm. like R&B, like you, you should just be able to take those words when you realize what they were saying just on paper without like all the extra bravado, the runs, da, da, da. And it would be mm-hmm. some beautiful lyrics. shit. Drew Hill mm-hmm. five steps when jazz came on. When I was older, mm-hmm. I listened to what he was saying. Was, another day is gone, another night now. Dawn waiting patiently until you return, but not before
3: too long. Why'd you say goodbye? Mm. I
2: feel like we yeah. still
3: have what it? are the lyrics, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> I feel, yeah, I feel I'm I'm with Eddie on that one. I don't think I don't think R and B has. I don't think R&B has degraded lyrically as much as it has vocally. Ooh, like, oh, now that uh. is. So I think. So I think lyrically, there are a lot of there are a lot of songs that still resonate with me. Like that, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, this was very beautifully written, and mm-hmm. not a single note was hit in the performance of this.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. <laughs> but no, but to that like but that. Not of... hmm. no, good.
1: Uh, I was just gonna say, I feel like it's a lot of uh, the specificity of the lyrics, of like construction of metaphor, or whatever. It's still great. It's just now everybody's like toxic. Like it's not love songs no more. It's like hate songs and cheating songs, but they still be deep. Mm-hmm. Like I'm listening mm-hmm. to Frank fires Weekend, Giveon, SZA. Like I'm like these are these are good. Like these are lyrics that hit and are like philosophical. Yes. I'm like fuck this moment happened to me, but it's. It's not, yeah. It's not the '90s shit, and it's definitely
2: it's not, not 70s subtle. Shit. It's not, yeah, yeah. It's not subtle, fuzzy, wuzzy, hopeless, romantic. <laughs> no, you cheated on me with my best friend, and I'm waiting
1: but, you up for you. And that, you know, it's like blues. What I mean,
0: like, is it a is it a thing of like where the culture moves us as a people? What we gravitate towards, or like the art being pushed out more into the culture, which <laughs> exasperates a toxic environment because we start to assume that that's the norm. And that, you know what I'm saying? Like, it becomes more the yeah. norm when it becomes, like, super mainstream. It's like, we're just pushing, like, more toxicity. When I would really, you know, like, to hear, like,
3: some...
0: Some love shit, yeah. or even if it might be, like, some toxic shit, like, have that love or that compassion, that humanity in there other than just catchy and romantic ways of, I fucked your bitch, my, your bitch fucked mine, or you cheated on me, or I cheated on you. You know what I'm saying? And that... I, I, and it's cool. It's cool.
3: Yeah. And I also think that people... Have this nostalgic glasses aspect of what was and wasn't top and what was and was romantic, with a lot of oh, like so older stuff. So. so for true. so for example, the song that started this conversation when you brought mm-hmm. up whenever, wherever, whatever for Maxwell is a breakup song. Oh, <laughs> like, like 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 that like that's a, that's a breakup song. It's a, it's a top ten breakup song, but or like um you know before yeah. I let go, Frankie Beverly and Mays is like that's not that's not like a powerful like love I've album. Never that's like to the lyrics of it. I've that's that's a, a that, of what, what
1: is the what is yo. you know like
3: a lot. Yeah, like a lot of these songs are 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 much more toxic and more akin to what you listen to nowadays sure. than we thought when we were growing up because the the mood was different. We have this nostalgia glass, like you know, Rick James,
1: Pendleton type of time. One hundred,
3: one hundred percent, Rick James. We talk about Bobby Wilmax all the time, Bye. all the time yep. On, yep. on this podcast.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. the Earth, Wind, and Fire, the reasons. That's a fucked up song. If
3: you you listen to the lyrics. There's nothing nothing (laughs) romantic about that song.
2: Describing a one night stand. (laughs) And that's how we get back to Alvin's statement about vocals. Because all the people y'all just talked about saying they asses off. When I think about Whitney Houston singing, he's all the man that I need. It didn't hit me that she was talking about sleeping with somebody else's husband until I was in my late 20s. And I was like, hold on, wait a minute. Mm. (laughs) Wait a minute, Mm. wait a minute. She is dead ass singing about sleeping Mm. with a man who already has a family. But I used to be singing that to the top of my lungs as a kid, like, because it was good R&B and Whitney could sing. So it didn't matter that she was singing about infidelity. Like, you weren't listening to that. You weren't. And and, and Christian says this thing about, the better you dress, the worse you can act.
3: Ooh, so that's that's I think about that's that
2: with vocal ability. The better you can sing, the more toxic shit you can sing about. Because I'm a lyrics person. I listen to lyrics, and I'll be telling Christian, "I can't believe I'm up here, whatever, whatever." And this nigga singing about, and Christian be like, "I didn't even notice what he was talking about." Because I'm just, <laughs> just listening to good. the. This See, is, I'm just I listening to he- the music. Ooh.
1: I think most people like the shit because when I think about the weekend and Brent blowing up, I think people because people 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 are listening to the lyrics. They like the specifically mm. the lyrics, not just they they like what he's talking about. Like Brent's, got especially a weekend, of but weekend, but weekend, but weekend like
3: was it. different, right? When, and we talk a lot about how I how I think the weekend he was come grassroots, up, too. Yeah, the weekend's, come, no up you know, the weekends yeah. come up should be studied. You mm. know, the weekend's come up should be studied. I don't think we can ever have anything like. What he did during the early aughts of his Shiloh, of his career, that,
1: uh, dynasty was almost there, but then just disappeared. I, true,
3: true. I don't know anything
2: about the weekend's uh, uh, ride. You know, like like that, this like that mother whole mother thing was where secret, he, it
3: was a mystery. Like, yeah, like hair. people didn't know what he looked like. I I remember being Whoa. on the being on the the forefront because mm-hmm. I had a friend who was from that scene in Toronto, and she was like, this is uh, the weekend. And I was like, I don't believe you. But it ended up, it ended up actually being... <laughs> in, um, but people didn't know what he looked like for a long time. But he I was think that... in
1: retail, and his songs were blowing up, and people were listening to him, and they didn't yeah. know that, that was him. Like, crazy shit. Yeah. So, wow. like, I do think
3: that he has a certain mystique about him that his lyrics kind of fed into an overall marketing machine. So I don't necessarily okay. think of if that's like the best example but i definitely think that we have plenty of them to say exactly what you're saying like i think that a lot of people gravitate toward that because they like the nope. actual lyrics and I, and i think the question i have for everybody is the why like why cuz i'm not I, i'm i'm struggling to piece it together
2: i have a theory and it. i don't think that it's all of it but i i think that people like being seen people like feeling seen and and you know i've been married for 10 years but i didn't get married till i was 35 and the dating pool was shitty it was Mm. polluted and so relationships when i think about my parents they had a lot of stuff going on in their relationship i'm sure when they were dating and when they were boyfriend and girlfriend but it wasn't politically correct to talk about it
1: Mm.
2: so Mm all the songs were lovey-dovey the temptations everything everything was lovey-dovey because you didn't talk about your relationship business to that degree in public and then the generations of truth came along and so i'm not just gonna sing about how cool we are together i'm gonna tell the truth and i'm gonna sing about what's real about the fact that we fought about the fact that we broke up about the fact that one of us cheated about the fact that somebody got lied to and it gets popular because just like everything else it's a story and stories connect to people. If you're talking about a difficult relationship, there'll probably be something in there that I can relate to. So that's gonna be the song I play over and over and over because that song about a cheating ass whoever makes me feel seen. Sierra singing whatever she ain't singing is cool for me to dance to when I'm in a better mood. But when I need to, I need to feel something in here, depending on what I'm dealing with, I need somebody that's gonna sing about the truth. I don't want to hear no lovey dovey, cause that's not what I'm going through right now.
1: We forget the half a rhythm and blues is blues. Like I, th- I think we, yes. okay. I think we've always liked this. Like, cause I, when I think about like what I listened to as a kid, I listened to a lot more like kind of happier funk sort of stuff. But I think I focused in more on like, okay, cool. I've had some heartbreaks. I've had some situations where I was a dickhead, where somebody else was a dickhead. I want to hear some 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 pain, some glamorization, because mm-hmm. it's the same reason that like. Kind of druggy pilly future type music. like there's something mm-hmm. romantic about that you know i know
3: man translation crazy the goes streets. hard it's
1: release it's, man, <laughs> Don't nobody want to hear about like oh everything's great it's like guns gangster music blues drug music all that is the same thing and but i think pam you make a really good point that i think that over time we've just gotten less socially conservative so while mm-hmm. we've always loved blues now we can talk about fucking people. Now we can talk about, you know, like the weekend can have, you know, lyrics about having her dripping in and cum and the future can have lyrics about codeine and percocet <laughs> and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And we're like, Oh, we, we can all talk about that. Like, And so now you got 15 year olds listening to that music. Whereas in the seventies, they cover it up with all this,
2: you know, right. Metaphor. Right. Right. Cause when I was growing up, my daddy listened to R and B, but it was more on the blue side. So my daddy yeah. would be listening to Otis Redding exactly, singing, yeah begging to come back home after he'd been disrespectful. He was listening to, um uh wasn't it, Isaac Hayes, singing about yeah. I Stand Accused. Like, as much happy, fun music as he listened to, my daddy would sit down and get completely quiet when it was something that was, that had emotion in it. Something that me. he could feel, mm. you know, that felt like, yeah. that felt like, you know,
1: tangible.
2: Yeah, it's cathartic. It's cathartic. It's yeah, like, i to feel my pain again. Absolutely. It makes
0: you feel absolutely. something, but at the same time, yeah, and like, what is it, uh, Harold in the Blue Notes or something like that? That song? Miss you? Mm-hmm. Older? Thank you. Yes. And, but, I and I'm with y'all because, I, you know, I'm with the shit. So I'm with the fun. Time, I'm with the good. I'm a little bit. be out l- listening to some ratchet shit or just like, you know, niggas saying their truth that sound good, but there's a certain um, heart and passion. I feel like that's kind of lacking in a lot of today's music. Not all of it, because there's some very talented, very vocally, vocally talented artists out today. But we don't have um, that same level of passion and gumption in the performance of the songs. And then again, like going back to just poetry. And because mm-hmm. it's it is a lot more direct now, and it's cool, we can talk about it, it is what it is. But I do think we just need a little bit more of the poetry and passion injected into
2: you know injected into, into the music. So tell me what passion, tell me Josh, who's, who's somebody that you would say fit into the passionate, the passion that you're talking about? Oh my, so many,
0: so many. Earth, Wind & Fire, Michael Jackson, um, Babyface, um, Luther Vandross, um.
2: Can I, can I, can I point out something? Can Mm -hmm. I point something out? Mm -hmm. We didn't have young R&B singers when we were kids. I, I talk about this all the time with my friends. When I was growing up, and I was you know telling uh, Josh and Alvin before you were on, um, Eddie, that I'd be 46 in November. Mm-hmm. When I was growing up, the only young adults who were singing R&B was Tevin Campbell, uh, Tracy, Tracy Spencer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody else. I can't think of very many young artists. We didn't yeah. get... Really young R and B until the 90s. So when I think about passion and emotion and all of this, I'm thinking about a grown up who has lived. Luther mm-hmm. Vandross sang like that because he lived. He had lived experience with heartache and with relationship as a mature person. Anita Baker could sing with passion because she was 30 something years old, and so their lived experience is different from. Uh, Brent Fayez and from, uh, who uh, Victoria Monet and, because they're they're young and they got started young. When I listen to R&B now, and it's not a knock against any of these 20 year olds, any of the the young people that are coming out with their R&B, but there's something about whenever I'm listening to somebody older who has had a series of relationships, in, in a mature state emotionally mature state not not the not the teenage love you know early 20s we fight we cuss each other not that toxicity type of stuff so it was this. a different yeah, yeah.
0: and i was, and I, I i i there's definitely a lot of leeway i can give to that a lot of leeway because like there is a certain emotionality, a certain performance that you can give when you have actually lived through something, and you can fully connect mm-hmm. with what you're saying. And then you got that direction, like, nah, motherfucker, sang your heart out, like, like, like did he did, Keisha Cole on that one song, slipping my mind, and last he made night. her retake that. Yes, last night he made her re- yep. redo that song so many goddamn times. But anyway, um Amy Winehouse. Amy Winehouse was young as fuck, but she lived them she songs. Lived. Them mm-hmm. songs all from personal experience. She
3: Every lived them. She yeah, Adele too, low key. Yep. Yeah,
1: Adele. Adele, too. Adele is yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, Adele,
3: Adele grew her music. Adele grew her music, but I, but I get what you're saying. That's yeah, not, you know, that's a fair point. So a- her, her a- 18, 18, 18 sounds <laughs> like a sounds like a love stroke. Eighteen year old, you know, twenty one yeah. sounds like a love stroke. Twenty one year old, twenty five. And like, that so proves, and so proves my
2: far. point. That yeah. right there proves my point. When she dropped eighteen, she sounded like it.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to figure. Do we have old R and B people now? Usher, mm-hmm. Beyonce. But has Usher dropped new shit where he's talking like yeah. talking old man love? Okay. Uh, yeah, uh,
3: climax is okay. climax. Is, I, uh, it's it's arguably Usher's best song. It's arguably okay. Usher's best song, and that was old man Usher. That, that was that was Jordan on the Wizards Usher and. It was a masterclass, okay. like the vocals and the production of climax is phenomenal. The
2: production of that that track, yeah. <laughs> but I, I I agree. I think because if I could use myself for an example, if I were to have written a song in my early twenties, oh, it would have been toxic as hell. It no doubt I'd have been singing about all types of relationship toxicity. Now at forty five, my song lyrics would sound different. Not because I don't go through things in in my relationship, but because I'm more emotionally mature. So the way that I express myself is different. Mm-hmm. Same I feel shit. Like a healthy song might be trash. Same issues, <laughs> but when you handle them with a yeah. certain level of emotional maturity, they come out of you differently.
0: And then it has that totally. introspection baked into yes. it. Yes, yes. You know what I'm right. saying? Like So you
2: can so you, can, so you sing it passionately because you're pulling yeah. from something. I'm not just singing lyrics that I wrote or co-wrote because I thought they were cute and catchy and I thought they might connect. No, I'm singing this because it connected to me first. And if it connects to me first, I know somebody else lived it.
1: Are there any artists that are good now? We think.
2: Oh, absolutely. What do you mean? Like,
1: in, in, not, not, not good. That's the wrong word. Yeah, what do you Specifically mean? Specifically have like the level of lyricism and development and richness and maturity mm-hmm. and poetry that we've been talking mm-hmm. about. I think I Artists think that's what I. That now.
3: I think that's what I was gonna say is the bigger issue, right? So in the past, you had development pipelines, right? I think that mm-hmm.
1: artist development, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. So, so one, there there is like the artist development that the record labels were doing, like they were they were working with you, they were putting out a fi- a, a, a final polished product. That's why mm-hmm. Usher is so good. Um, Usher is is i think a lot of people especially you know maybe people who are younger on the audience don't actually fully understand exactly how good of a performer usher is usher's like world class like usher's like a top mm-hmm. five performer of all time vocally from a choreography persta- um, perspective and i just
2: saw him in november and everything like you, is still the same you went to He's, vegas to see him sure did yeah. for my birthday Woo! christian took me for my birthday Damn. and when yeah. i tell y'all he is just as impeccable as the confessions album yeah. just Usher, just as
0: I do want to go back to Eddie's question, like if we have like a, a star that's you know as good as like back then, you know what I mean, like present day. And I've said it before, but I swear to God, and I became a fan that nigga Daniel Caesar's last album, Never Enough.
2: Listen to Let I was Me just Go, and to tell it today. Me. I was just listening
0: to it today. That's what I talking about,
2: cousin pal. I love Daniel Caesar. Yo, problematic, so. But right. Yeah. I mean, look, he got I in trouble. He music.
0: apologized, but the yes. music, <laughs> Let my <it> back. God. <laughs> Let him let him cook.
2: Dan, God, Dan. Oh, he in because I was just listening yo. to that album today. I love that. Is he back?
0: Yo, are
1: we back listening to him? Like, I am.
2: He...
0: If you ain't culturally, you no, be. his, his, his the culturally, shit's not selling. I don't. It's so. not if, selling. If, but Josh is right. Not, the album is good. If you mm-hmm. not, you should okay. be. I don't like yo because the motherfucker made his amends. He understood. Like yo, let him move on from that shit. Listen to that damn album because if you really enjoy good R and B, that is that fucking album, yo. Like. Do you like me Toronto 2024 let me go real
3: rap as, as they real would rap, say hip hop hip hop you know what i mean <laughs> yeah man yeah so read all about, it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, about it you know i think i think i think that we i think that we've asked like some some really good questions in regards mm-hmm. to this it would be it would be phenomenal if we had a medium that would allow us <sighs> yes, like that. That's crazy. to think about pressing questions that can be discussed in like a round table situation amongst a group of intellectuals josh you know anything about well, that does anything like that exist are you tracking are you aware i mean you know here at waving the red flag we
0: keep our ear to the streets and guess what you are correct because your boys at waving the red flag just released a conversational card car game and you know what? You can use this for your game night, your date night. You know what I'm saying? Spice up all that good stuff. And it's appropriately called. It's a red flag. Ooh. And guess what? These 50 plus prompts will have you and yours having conversations ranging from the deep, philosophical, intellectual, and downright ridiculous, just like the ones we have on the podcast. But you know what? You will need to act quick, though. And listen closely. Because there's a limited release that's only available for pre-order during the month of February, which is this month that we're currently in now. So if you're listening in April or... August or some shit, like eight months down the line, you might already be too late. <laughs> so again, this is a limited release that's only available for the pre for pre order during the month of February. So head over to shop.wavingtheredflag.com and get five dollars off your pre order today. And trigger warning: it is not for the week of heart.
2: Y'all, I am buying this as soon as we're done. I didn't even <laughs> 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 so them all long, night yeah.
0: when yeah, you yeah, held yeah. Drop drop the
2: drop and I saw know. what they said. You did you see my face? I was like. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, that's as good all as All right, ball. let's do one. Let's see
0: what we let's see what we do. All right, is mm-hmm. it, Yo, is it we, a red flag? Oh, okay. oh. no, no, no. What? What? We had. Walker, well, okay, I, I do want to get the woman solo travel since we do have a
1: woman on the pod tonight. But let's do the game. We have time. Is it a red flag? Yeah. No, we we gonna make time regardless. <laughs> it's a We 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 gotta pay bills. So I don't really.
3: Know that's what all the work i put in these motherfuckers. This the mid roll so moving forward. You know. Is it a
1: red flag? If they. Live with
2: their
0: parents no no Mm-mm. at all i feel like nope i uh, i feel the like i feel like in the
2: circumstances
0: that's true okay. i feel i feel like um and i hate to make this like a gender thing uh but... go
2: ahead no Ooh. go ahead because yeah. that's real okay, okay, okay. it's real because yeah. it crossed my mind go ahead Yeah.
0: yeah <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if it's if it's a woman who lives with the parents, it's like there's a lot more leeway, a lot more leniency with it. But if it's a man that lives with his parents, then there's like some red flags that, oh, what mistakes did he make? Why is he living with his mom? He's a deadbeat. Yeah. Like, you know, there's a lot of uh, negative connotations with a man living at home to do the same thing that a woman in, that, in those situations would be doing, which is to save up, get a, get their own spot, and just have somewhere with him. Life might have kicked you in the ass and you need to reset.
1: Do you think that's true? Or you think that's like, like, do you think there's some truth to that? Or do you think that's mostly just like...
0: Absolutely, As a
2: woman, it is absolutely true that there's gender bias when it comes to how long you get to stay at home with your parents. Well, let me let me absolutely. just clarify
1: my question real quick. Because I'm I'm just curious. Do we think that there is some sense that like men who end up back at home might have some different type of problems that cause them to be there and indicate something different than I don't,
2: a woman? I okay. don't feel like that. Mm-mm. For me, it's going to come down to the reason. Either way. Whoever is at home, him, her, yeah, they, right. them, whatever yeah, right. the, I need to know the reason you're there. If your reason makes sense, it doesn't make sense to go out here and be single in this expensive ass world. It's $250 just to go from here, from my front door to my car. So hmm. if, by all means, stay at home and stack your money. Like yeah. now, if you at home, cause you on house arrest and the judge won't let you go nowhere, but your parents house, that's a different story. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're at home and
0: just being a bum, not working, not doing nothing, not contributing nothing inside. Like, yo, like that's yeah. different.
2: Yeah, if you at home, you being a bum, you playing video, Okay. yeah yeah unless those
3: different. video games are making you money because streaming yeah What's oh
1: that's a different thing. thing that's work
3: yeah that's work yeah, yeah. and also yeah. like the, the thing that i tell people all the time i'm I'm, I'm at the point in my life where i, where I can make these kind of statements and i and i know it you know I'm not, I'm not telling you what i'm speculating on i'm telling you what i know a lot of the stuff that women typically use as proxy measures for if you're an ain't shit no count nigga mm-hmm. or not they don't really give a shit about they're usually just using that as proxy measures so if you can explain that shit like it's it's not a problem so like for example Mm. not gonna lie to you a lot of people
1: you can you
3: you can you can you can make that very easy right so like it's not a secret that i'm doing okay in life i have Mm -hmm. several graduate degrees i went to decent schools i make okay money if i were to if i were to move back home it wouldn't be with my mother it would be my sister's and yeah. if I were in the dating pool and I was like, Oh, I live, I live with my sisters. No, nobody's going to have a problem with that because my, my salary, my life, my, my background reflects, reflects like that you being said, okay. If
1: a bench press more than me, that's my baby. Like fair enough.
3: You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's like, so it's like, you kind of got to have the story to do that, but to Josh's point, and I think what we're all kind of getting at is that the story matters but I do want men to know that like you can tell that story. Like you can live at home yeah. and like if you're if you're showing you about business, if you're standing on business at your mama's house, uh, you can you can you can finagle that. Usually, See, I'm coming at it from, usually there is a class of women that will not listen to that. However, usually you I'm can coming from
1: it from the opposite side. Cause I'm like well, I'm, I'm or from the side that Pam is from because I'm coming from I, I haven't lived with my parents, like I moved out immediately and just never lived yeah. with my parents for yeah. like a oh, long yeah. time. But I'm so I'm coming from it looking at other people going like, is this a red flag in her if she lives with her parents? And to me, it, sometimes it has been, sometimes it hasn't been. It depends on like life section, da da da. A big difference. thing I look for is it, it's well, I'm still doing kind of like a proxy thing where I'm going like, okay, what's the dynamic? And sometimes the dynamic look, I'll tell you one kind of dynamic that I look for where I go, okay, you live with your parents, this feels like a bit of a red flag. One, age is obviously very important. Two, are you doing something that means you need to save money? Like are you saving up to buy a house, to move? Are you in university? You know. Are you in university, exactly? So things like that. I'm like, okay, cool. This is a training <laughs> college. This is a transitionary, period. <laughs> are you in <a> conservatory? <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta go on Have you completed finishing school yet? <laughs> um So like if if this is a transitionary period In your life where it's like cool you used to live By yourself you needed to save money You have moved back in temporarily to save Money that's like you got a good dynamic With your parent but sometimes it feels like You living with a parent Might be a crutch Because you struggle to deal with some Of the challenges that adult life presents You struggle to keep your bills up on time You struggle to manage your meals When you have emotional distress your life falls apart That kind of shit so you've living with your parents and you're in an extended adolescence, that's the thing that I'm looking for. And I think that a lot of people, for instance, women are looking for that. And I, it's not, it's not inaccurate. You got to get context because by, itself, there's, a a, there's a reason why
3: there's it's a reason why there's a prox- reason it's mentioned. a proxy.
1: It's like, okay, if I let this thing move in with me and six months in some shit fucks up, I should have been like, Oh, that's why he was living with his parents. This motherfucker can't manage his own life properly, which but I, sometimes it means that
2: I feel like you may eliminate some people with that proxy, Hmm. who that's not their story.
1: You ask questions, but you can't give everybody a chance all the time. No, I'm not saying give
2: everybody a chance. I'm just saying that marker in the grand scheme can be Hmm. very, very grand and huge if you don't go Hmm. past it. So if there are a thousand girls and 900 of them live with their parents, parents. yes and 900 okay. of them live Makes with sense. their parents. And you're using that as a proxy. There be there may be 50 in that 900 that mm-hmm. if you went past that, you would you would find out that it's not the crutch, it's not the it's not a thing. It's actually a good thing. I'm not telling you to not use it as a proxy. I'm I'm what I'm saying is also taking to consider consideration where that proxy stops you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I always- Cause that's, that's far I back to curve. stop. It's,
1: it's a lot of points on this. Like, it's not the only yeah. thing. Like, cause if, cause also we talk about red flag and some a person I want to get on this podcast at some point who maybe you know, or maybe have like a healthy gamer guy. He's like, he's also a therapist type oh, no, person. No, have I never
2: heard of him. Okay. Oh, you
1: should definitely check his content out. He's like a, he does like gaming content, but he's a, he's a therapist. To, like his main does thing is like he's, a, he's a therapist. He's got a big YouTube channel. He's like, okay. he's like a, a big t- YouTube creator. Um, definitely check and, him out. He said something, which was that like, everybody has red flags and a healthy relationship is mostly people working through the, like there's not anybody who doesn't have a like, mm, they're a little bit rude to wait staff sometimes. Mm, they get a little bit frustrated yeah. in this situation. Mm, they don't yeah. clean up after themselves. Uh, that's everybody has peeve. that. Yeah, <sighs> facts.
0: Like people and, who are rude to wait, like, ugh, people who are rude to people in the service industry is a super turn off to me.
2: And like, red dude. flags are the, red flags are determined by what you determine as an individual that you are not putting up with red flags yeah. are really about what our boundaries are. It's not really the thing that makes a person undateable. It makes them undateable to us.
1: But sometimes it's not even like, cause I think there's like, here's the orange, red, beige, and like the way pink. I tend to think of pink flag, the way I tend to think of a red flag in its initial was like, this isn't a deal breaker. It's just a thing that it's a proxy. It's a red flag. It's a it's a mm-hmm. hey. This might be something to indicator. We're putting a flag in. It's an indicator, but it might not mean anything. You got to put other context on it. Now, when it comes mm-hmm. into it, like yo, if they like, for instance, uh, a, a person, but just a woman putting their hands on me, like that's like a zero tolerance policy. First time, we're done forever, essentially. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't call that a red flag. I would call that something that's deal a deal breaker. That's yeah. a deal yeah. breaker. Whereas a red flag is like that might indicate that maybe you might have a concern, but I'm not perfect. Yeah. And maybe it, it is a concern, but we can work on it. Like, And I would say, you know, red she lives her parents. Yeah. If I say, hey, do you want to do more? Do you want to be more independent? She's like, yeah, this is the plan. Cool, oh,
2: not an issue. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Red flags are like where conversations need to happen. Because a lot of times red flags come up and we just keep facts. moving. And if fact. we stopped, yeah at the red flag, like we stop at a stoplight or a stop sign and -hmm. had a conversation about this flag before we Mm -hmm. proceeded, we probably wouldn't go any further. But we see red flags and we think, oh, that's not that big of a deal, oh, it bothered me, but oh, you know, I could." (laughs) until the red flag is like, you know, way too much. And usually we saw it a long time ago, we just didn't say anything about it. You got a
0: baby, you're married. Yeah, just we just baby. didn't say
2: anything about it.
1: <sighs> Life all fucked up. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
1: goddamn. Yep, now you solo by yourself. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, see it. if light.
0: you got damn approach red lights like you would a red. If you approach red
3: flags like you would a like red you would light,
2: approach a red light. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just mm-hmm. slow down. To stop. Just slow down. No stop. Pass and yeah, red R- R- light means open.
3: caution. You know what I mean? It just means mm-hmm. it just means proceed slowly. You know, It doesn't yep. mean stop. Wait, don't, hold on. Wait, that's not that's not correct. That was sarcasm, bro. What the fuck? What are you doing there, Wait a minute. Like, smarter than this.
1: I, I still I don't got my license, so I don't know exactly <laughs> yeah. what the rules rules of road I'm working on. it.
3: <laughs> this nigga has never even had a learner's permit. If he's like, that was that like legitimate? I don't legitimate?
1: know. What do the lines mean? Why is it why is it dotted lines every? What
2: does that mean? <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. It means I oh can't cross God.
0: the line. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, you
2: step over. It means it's passable.
3: Mm.
2: Okay. Yeah. I mean,
3: all, all of it's passable if your car's fast enough.
2: And mm. all of it's passable if you ain't paying attention.
3: This is true, man. what have mercy. 100%. And that's like the, the, the worst of, part. <laughs> oh, I'm going to
1: pass this bonus school test. Oh, yo. Oh, well,
0: okay, speaking on paying attention, I ain't going to lie, like, yeah. just as a guy and dating women, I one thing I've noticed that is, you know, it's been like a little bit recurring is women and um, they're like check boxes. So like, you know, they're, the things that they mm-hmm. they want in a relationship and, yeah. oh my God, you check all the boxes. And it's like, okay, I have like certain like things that yeah, I'll look for, you know what I'm saying? If we going on, on dates mm-hmm. or whatever, congratulations. Mm-hmm. I mean, you checked, you know, like, you know, so <laughs> you know, good bit of boxes, you but did something really it's more, You did something like, cool, but but it's really a lot more about how can we work together? Like more, it's a lot of intrinsic things that I look at Mm
2: -hmm. that are like
0: red flags to me. It's not just like this box, this box, how much did you make? Can you support, can you put, you know? And Mm -hmm. one thing I've realized when dating women is like, they don't pay attention to a lot of things. And even things that I say, when I'm saying, hey, this is a thing about me. Mm -hmm. And then like, but it's, but and I say to Alvin's point, they will give you a lot of grace and a lot of leeway, Mm -hmm. but a lot of women get too hung up on like, rigid criteria of what they're looking for in a mate and skip over a lot of intrinsic values that are like very much so like green flags is like, cause especially like, how can you work together? We had our first argument or we had our first disagreement mm. or like just the things that you say, like how do you think, how do you think and process things? Is that jail with the way I process things? Is that, can we come together? Like when it comes to raising our kids, if we had a kid together, what would be good parents together? And it's a lot mm-hmm. of things that I look at in the here and now, then think and then apply that to, okay, well, that could be an issue in the future. So mm-hmm. let me have this conversation. With, like, you know, that's something to consider. Just people get a little too hung up on like certain boxes that they're, they're check boxes, essentially.
2: Mm-hmm. And and I agree with you, Josh. I think, and I can say for myself as somebody who spent a significant part of my life being single, like I said, I didn't get married till I was 35 is incredibly independent. And so the way I approach relationship, I think people leave the way they wanna feel out of it because a lot of times women, and I'm not saying that we're all like this, I'm talking about the grooming for us, whether it's socially, whether it comes from our church, sometimes it comes from the way we're nurtured and raised in our own houses. We look for something secure and that looks a lot of different ways depending on who you're talking to. So for some women, security is about all of these check boxes. I need all of these things. And for for some people, security looks like, do you already have a house? Or how long have you been at your job? And I think that all of that is good for the initial, whenever you're trying to get to know somebody. But what is really important is, how do I want to feel in my relationship? because the 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 all of the external stuff we can work on that oh like God. if we want a bigger house we can put our money together and get a bigger house if we want to travel we can figure out how to do that but if we don't understand that i want to feel loved and this is what that feels like to me these are the things mm-hmm in a relationship between two people that make me feel loved these are the things in a relationship that make me feel seen not necessarily what do you drive or you know what what's your net worth or anything like that because once once you've checked all those boxes off once i have all of the preliminary and the external stuff say we move on we develop we grow into a relationship and we we get deep and you don't treat me right And then i don't feel good or you make me feel inadequate or you're condescending towards me or you don't want to compromise or i am constantly having to fawn for you because people pleasing is the only way we get along like that's the kind of stuff that is going to hold you together after you figure out if you got enough money to to cohabitate it's like how what's the treatment what are we investing in our emotional well-being as a couple and not just all the external stuff that like makes us feel good externally
1: do you think they index too much on that
2: physical? sometimes the, yeah. sometimes i think sometimes yeah because because and and i can say this as somebody who who got married later you get more settled the older you get and so the older you get the more in tune you are to what you want. And you're more settled in whatever your lifestyle is and you don't want it to change very much, to be honest. And so you're just looking for all of this stuff to kind of fit into the life that you're already living mm-hmm. instead of yeah. how do both of our things gel together? Because
1: I think it, you kind of want to have both is what
2: you're yeah, you know, sort of for. You want to have both. But if you don't, if you don't have the emotional maturity, if you're not invested on the way that you feel yourself and the way that you and your partner feel in your relationship, that other stuff won't even matter. You can't, a, you can't buy a you can't buy compromise with a check. You can't mm-hmm. swipe your debit card and you know buy buy healthy communication. That is stuff that you have to work on. So yeah, I have all of this money, but if we can't compromise, and if every time we communicate, we screaming yeah, and cussing each other out. If I had like, to choose,
1: one hundred yeah. percent it would be the emotion. Because yeah, I was, I was going to yeah. push back and say like, I, but I don't want to be you know with a happy lovey dovey not. I'm not necessarily the person to make this point, but I can see a person saying, I don't necessarily want to be happy, lovely, dovey with a motherfucker. We not never going to be able to achieve certain things that I want in my life. So I understand right. wanting to really pick a partner who's like, no, I, I want someone who we can do emotional shit. Like we can have an emotionally healthy life together, but I want both. I want mm-hmm. to buy a home by 40 or whatever it is. I want yep. to travel X, Y, Z place. And the person that I'm assuming is a monogamous situation. Cause that's the other mm-hmm. thing that I think is a big context in this. I can't, I can't have multiple people for this in terms of our hegemonic, the way we approach relationships. Yep. So if, if I'm going to marry one man, who I marry is going to determine not just like what my everyday happiness looks like. It's going to determine what the fuck my life looks like. Am I going to, am I going to get to have that cake shop that I've dreamed of since I was a little girl? Mm-hmm. My part, having the right partner is going to make a difference in that.
3: And I just wanted to bring this back to base level. So first I will say that I think men would benefit by having checklists as well. I agree. So, So I have a checklist. I think... I think I think men do this thing where they feel like, oh, you know, it's 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 unfair because I'm just out here doing this. And I'm, I think men would be happier if they had checklists too. Um, and yeah,
2: I be feeling yeah. like they do when I dated y'all niggas had checklists. I won,
3: I won million. Well, percent yeah. got sometimes it. those checklists be unreasonable. I got an Excel spreadsheet. I got one. My and lord, the, and the shit. No, is,
0: it
1: that's just, also <laughs> our checklist be dumb. My goodness.
0: Sometimes the checklist be like, just you know, just like on the, the opposite, but like you know, sometimes the, the yeah. your checklist could be just.
1: She gotta have mm, below ten crazy. bodies, but you fifty. Like, what are you? Right, like, that you do, be no yeah. there do be some dumb so, no so, shit. That
3: yeah. do be some shit. But but my other good. thing, my other thing is also that much like a lot of checklists, I imagine the niggas that we just talked about would would be the the women checklist is such like light guidelines. I mean, it kind of doesn't matter. Like, if you ask a woman what her checklist is, it's going to be a nigga that doesn't exist. Which means that, from my perspective, I'm just going <laughs> to ignore that mostly. Like it's like it's. No, like, no, like, for example, for example, I give, I give you. It's not like a job application. <laughs> yeah, you just no, gotta
2: have so you 60% mean, of the. You know what? Yeah, your that, you that, just that's that's exactly what i Exactly,
3: right. you should be, yeah, and and I'm, right. and I give people, you know, just some slight job advice too, because I see, I see that shit come up all the time. It's like, why do I need 15 years of just hit experience? For no, most most recruiters. Most recruiters are looking for you to have sixty to seventy percent of the qualifications they put on the job application. So, you should, so same th- same thing. Apply for these punch lists. Women do not expect you to be to be between the ages of twenty five and thirty and be a millionaire and be six foot five and have uh, uh, and have a, a a villa in the south of France and have. Eight degrees and be a a former D one basketball player like there's a there's a gas
1: tank will get you to draws hundred percent
3: yeah like so so like they these are more guidelines right so I think that people getting hung up on checklists from women is kind of just much ado about nothing but on the same token I think that checklists are a very healthy measure of getting to these proxy measures because I think everything that Pam said was was spot the fuck on and I think checklists are a valuable resource in the initial Mm -hmm. stages of getting to that. That very holistic relationship status, and my take home is that I think men should also have checklists. I think more men should have reasonable checklists. My checklist has has kept me happy in most of the relationships that I've had as an adult, at least.
1: Mm. Another I'm reason really. I think men should have a checklist is because, and it's it's and, and I, better I checklist. Your checklist should, should have emotional yeah, on good, Yeah, yeah. Re- reasonable checklist. But I think a thing that women should probably add that I think should be a part of a checklist is. It should be two ways, essentially. Like if you're going, cool, I want these 10 things in my partner. Why specifically do I want them? What aims am I trying to get from this relationship? And what things am I doing to match each of those? So one, I don't necessarily think you have to be everything that you want your partner. I don't think that's necessarily, I think you can want things in a partner that you don't have yourself, but I think you should be going like, "Am am I bringing something of value to this person that I've made
3: with what? red pill overgold over here. What do you bring to the table? I'm just fucking with you. Yeah, I know yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I was trying I'm to, fucking, no, no, because I, I can, see, I can see me saying I was like, I was I, about to say I, the phrase, and I, the I the was, f- was like, I oh, really wait, is, I, I really hate that
0: that got adopted by red pill niggas, like, <laughs> because <laughs> that's a <laughs> valid. <Yeah>. No, because <laughs> I saw yeah.
1: I saw the sentence coming out, and I was like, don't yeah, say it. Don't say no. What did you bring But I
3: really
0: hate that that got adopted by red pill niggas, though, because like that is a valid question for anybody to ask if you are in a relationship and community with somebody. Like, if you, like, hey. What do you do? Like, are you yeah, yeah. The, like you know what I'm saying? Because it's just like the women like being afraid uh-huh. of the guy that lives with his parents. Like, why are you there? Are you able to function by yourself? Can you provide? Yeah. Can you bring something to the table? Like, well, hey, what? how Can you co-sign what, on this what, loan with me? Like, can you, you know. co-sign, Like, what are the ways in which you can also enrich my life as I enrich yours? But yeah, that's a nigga. Neg- I, that, I am the table. I like that. Like, yeah. but, that's like but that's the, <laughs> because, the, the, the response. And, but yeah. that gets, you know, But that gets.
3: But that gets a. <sighs> It's it's tough. So in theory, I agree with you. And I think that you two, as the type of niggas that I know y'all are, like I would feel comfortable with y'all asking those questions. But in general, it's such a non question because Yeah. Especially yeah. in black relationships. Again, again, I as see- I as I always bring up, black women make almost as much money as we do. So they contribute Basically the exact same as we do financial to the household. They even though black men are more involved in household stuff versus men of other races, oh, black man, yeah. women black women still do most of the housework. They still do most of the childcare they will very soon pass us in terms of average and median salary per year. Like that's going to happen within like the next five, 10 years. So it's kind of like, it's kind of so like, on yes. And they're, and they're bringing stuff on a table, like systemically. So like, it's like on, a, yeah. on average and median, if I'm, ta- if I'm talking to a black woman, that black woman at minimum, has exactly what I have, so it's like it's 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 always always al- almost but, always a dog whistle, but not for y'all, not for niggas like, yes. like See, I, I. Y'all I agree are different type of niggas. Thing,
1: but the whole conversation about having a checklist is essentially systematizing what do you bring to the table. Like yes, I agree. Bring up Agreed. that phrase. 100%. Like, I agree. That's a dog whistle. That I was trying to avoid. But you're right. I, I literally was trying to not say it. But yeah. the when you say Bo- both of you men are should have a checklist. Yeah. What you're saying is men should be asking what things am i looking for in a partner in a relationship which yes. is a question everybody should be asking yes
2: all right and i'm not asking for something that i'm not bringing
1: I don't i'm definitely fair. asking for some shit that i'm, I'm, I'm asking for i don't think things. it's Those fair, be
2: right, to be fair yeah. right like oh my I think like, if it's external Compromise. if it's external and you got some shit that i don't have that cuz i just can't afford it that's one thing but i'm not going to ask something of you emotionally that okay, i myself that's fair. Am yep. not also say, even have a going to like reciprocate. That. That's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, true That's not fair. So if I'm gonna ask you to be stand up, and I'm gonna ask you to be honest, and I'm gonna ask you for clear communication, I'm gonna ask you to be upfront with me. If I'm gonna ask you to do that stuff,
3: you I'm gonna do, do
2: it. it as well. I'm gonna do it too. It. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Because then, because then the input don't match the output. If I don't, if I don't reciprocate, then you're doing more input than I am, and I'm doing all Ooh. the receiving.
1: As as a, a therapist, because yeah, Disney asked him like deferentially, like as a therapist, what about things like when you are looking for like, let's say you're le- you're type B and you're looking for a type A personality? So where it's like maybe you bring the light and the wonder and the spontaneity, but they bring the the order and the structure and whatever.
2: Oh, that's me, and Christian.
1: Is that reasonable, or, or is that unhealthy, or the
2: things you have to do to make it healthy, or yeah? Oh, you gotta, you have to do something. <laughs> We are, (laughs) Christian and I are complete opposites. Our emotional makeup is completely opposite. I am very uh, abstract in my thinking. I'm very analytical in my thinking. I'm very free in my thinking. I think like this. I start out here and then I go in like this. Christian starts right on the point. He is on the point already. He is not, he's not. Uh, wired emotionally like me so when we first got together it was a lot of work it right, still is because we came to each other in our 30s speaking two completely different languages so, so you're right I brought empathy to our relationship because Christian had to learn it he'll tell you that he himself. said you taught him that which
1: was yeah kind of low key he had
2: to learn him. it because I used to be like you can't you can't say that like that you can't you can't mm-hmm. do that and so but he was, he's was he been intentional about it. So it's not like I was bringing something to his attention where he was just like, well, that's just me. It was like, no, 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 no. Let me take what my partner is saying into consideration because she sees me more than everybody else. And when I say see, I mean just him as his whole being. So if she's suggesting that I fine tune this, it may be something I need to take a look at. He has taught me how to not give a fuck. Because I'm incredibly empathetic. And I will try to talk to a person and reason and care about their feelings and get all invested. But he taught me how to use that sparingly when I need to. And so yeah, there's I think that I think that your partner can can give you things that you don't have. I also think that your partner can give you can spark things that are in you that lay dormant i didn't have a need to be hard i didn't have a i didn't you know i did but not really but 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 christian taught me no you need to be more assertive you need to be more pointed and that has been very helpful just as i have said to him okay you gotta be more empathetic because that's gonna be helpful so no we didn't we didn't match in that way. We had a lot of stuff in common. We were incredibly compatible. But just like I was talking about that, figuring out how you want to feel in your relationship, that's, that has been the thing for us that's been a real jail. It's just figuring out what we both bring and what we can share and teach each other and help each other with.
0: I think this is extremely important and extremely valuable when you have two people come together and then both of y'all have that piece that the other is missing and y'all make it fit. Even, and that takes a lot of work. It
2: does, and, yeah. and communication, and
0: my, it does. Yeah, and my, I, I just want to go back to when you were talking about um, focusing on like, how do I want to feel in this relationship? I haven't, I didn't have like the words for something as simple as that, but I just innately, mm-hmm. I just kind of knew that, okay, I don't think I, w- I wouldn't feel good long-term mm-hmm. with this person, like, you know.
2: That's so, real. I think
0: that's extremely important. Um,
2: that's real. And yeah. I think it's something we don't pay attention to enough. When we have our checklist and stuff, sometimes we'll pay attention to the checklist and not our gut, what we feel in our gut of, uh, but something about this ain't right though. Something, yeah. something ain't right about this. This is, this list checks off, but something about this energy is just a little bit off
1: i think it might be a phrase for
2: that honestly this this might just get a little bit uncomfortable if we keep if we keep going
3: what's that phrase waving the red flag man and with that um i think i think we got a podcast for tonight um you know if you are uh living at home but you're in a state of prolonged adolescence as the great edward budden stated um you might be waving a red flag but if you have a checkbox full of proxy metrics um, and you're completely discounting everything emotional and fulfilling on the introspective side um, of relationships uh, in the process of looking at all of those proxies, um, you might be waving a red flag. This has been Waving hmm. the Red Flag podcast. It's been Alvin. Um, it's been Edward. It's been Josh, the last real nigga in Hollywood. Um Shoot. And we got Cousin Pam. Um, You know, just so, you know, always be plugging um, on the live. um, I did say that by the end of the podcast, we were going to have a um, pathology uh, for Pam. I couldn't figure out one. So I'm just going to say that you're a telepath. (laughs) <laughs> oh. you can have power. Okay, no. you, no. you can have powers. Okay. I like it.
2: Okay, it, I like you it. Know,
3: Me and you're my bro. Log
2: on as the next time.
1: Mental telepathy. You thought that
0: too, you know.
2: Josh? You know. No, I was. I
0: made up a word. I was because <laughs> I was going to say. She's I, a right, man, a <laughs> I was when I saw. It, it, I was it like, uh, but I was, but I was just going to be like, okay, but 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 Pam could be like the sympath. Short for sympathetic. Okay.
1: Ooh, uh, sympathy. Yeah, I got it. You were wow. empath. She's a sympath. I'm a psychopath. I was a sociopath. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I see, I see, I see. Very nice. But okay. tell a pal, work, you know what I'm saying? I, I feel
0: like that, you know, that's, you know, you want to go over real word, you know, you got to explain you know, what, what, what sympath is, you know. No word was real I was before. Like, really I like, them like you
1: both.
2: Made yeah, Indeed,
3: indeed. Yeah, but. That's dope. If you want to get the actual context of the shit that we were just talking about, please make sure that you become a member. Please make Patreon. sure that you are looking at membership um, on Patreon, becoming members on YouTube, on Spotify. Uh, make sure that you are subscribing and hit the notification bell so that you can um, join us whenever the things drop. Um, come through the live; it's a good time. Um, we talked about it on the actual podcast itself, but we got that card game. Make sure that you're, you know, checking that out. You know, always. It's a red flag. One hundred percent um Pam.
2: support my cousins y'all don't play
3: yeah hey. Pam. where can we find you
2: you can find me at pamela at therapyandtheology.com if you want to reach out to me for any type of religious trauma consultation um and services if you have a ministry or a community-based organization i help uh uh, organizations become more trauma-informed. Uh, so you can find me there. You can also find me on my online support group on Facebook. It is also called Therapy in Theology. That is therapy, the letter N, theology. So you can find me in both of those two places.
3: Got gotcha. you. Nice, nice.
2: Um, or you can it- find me on Holy Smokes, Cigars, and Spirituality. I was we wondering Christian. if she was going to plug. I was wondering you if she was going <laughs> yeah. to plug. You can always find me there. <laughs> <Partition>. <laughs> yeah.
0: if y'all are familiar with Pastor Christian A. Smith. I ain't ashamed of what kind of porn I like. <laughs> okay, I got I got to ask a question since you asked me. Like, what's oh, what type of keywords bag. is in your search history, Pastor Christian A. Smith? <laughs> Ebony. Got to do it. <laughs> Big booties.
2: Ooh, what
1: else, huh? Ass. Ooh, what else? TV Ooh, what else?
3: I like, um, I like, yeah, ebony, oily
0: ass.
2: (laughs) I
3: don't know what,
0: yo. Yes. The better half.
2: Yes. Mm. The other half. No, I'm playing. The fair, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. The,
1: yeah. Other, the other side of the toast, yeah. The other side, yeah.
2: <laughs> the other
0: <laughs> side of the pillow. The, side
1: Ooh, of the don't, <laughs> Why don't nobody ever call the husband the better hat Oh my better hat? Because that, that's such a sweet
2: thing to say. The other the side. Hat. He calls me his old yeah, lady. The other one.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm old his old name. lady. Yeah.
1: Oh, true. Uh, that's like, a, that's a like, nice term of endearment. hmm mm-hmm. Old lady. But,
0: yeah, yeah. that's yourself. Alright. All right, cool, cool.
1: Peace, peace. Well,
0: peace and chicken grease, Sorry. fries and goodbyes. You know what I'm talking about.
2: <laughs> peace and magic here. It's
0: a red flag.